welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. Good morning, everyone. It's really good to be here because I am talking on probably one of my favorite topics, but I've never actually spoken on it before. But I, it's kind of my job. And I feel it's one of those, sorry, just going to create some walk space because I can't stand still. I really cannot stand still. I have to move my hands. I have to move my feet. Um, I don't know why. I'm sure some psychologists or doctors among you will say why I have to do that one. This morning, we are going to continue our series on spiritual gifts. The whole point of this series is because it's not one God's given them and they're good. We want to be fully equipped and recognizing our gifts for the call and the purpose that God has got for us. We're a missional church. We're not just about being in here. And the gifts aren't just for church meetings. They are for us to use in day-to-day life. Well done. Thank you, Chris. You're going to get a Christmas card. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the gift of administration, which we Find in the list in 1 Corinthians 12, 28 to 31. So we'll read that one because it then makes this preach a legitimate preach because there's some scripture. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles. Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I'll show you a a still more excellent way. And he continues to look at, actually, if it's not without love, all the gifts are like resounding gongs. We need love to be operating in them all. So before I actually start talking about actually what is this gift, I want to say it's... It's a spiritual gift. I love the fact it's in this list. It's there listed alongside apostles, prophets, miracles. You know, they're, they're, it's there for a reason. It's not a second-class gift. I love the fact that healing, helping, administrating. There's no, Paul doesn't give a different level of gift mix. So therefore, if you've got the gift of administration, it's the same Holy Spirit the same spirit that empowers me to, or you to do administration as prophecy and healing, which is quite exciting because it sets a different level and expectation. But for me, I kind of feel, because my, my history is, I've, I've done church administration, administration for quite a while, is it always feels like it's a slightly undervalued gift or different types of expectation on it. And earlier in this chapter, Paul, uh, in, in verses 1 to 11, he talks, he's challenging a mindset in the, in the church, in the Corinthians church. And unless you know the background, you won't necessarily spot it. But he's talking about um, there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Oh, where is it? I've lost it. Uh, No, 
No, no, sorry. Just, yeah, it's, it, just, just after that, he's talking about, to another gift, faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. He's doing this emphasis of everything's by the same spirit. Now, in the church there, they had a Greek mindset, which is very much that everything, there were lots of gods. So they had an understanding that each spiritual gift was empowered by a different spirit or different god. But he's bringing it back and saying, no, 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 it's the same spirit, it's the same spirit, it's the same spirit that is empowering us. There is one God that is empowering these all. And I feel that there's a a challenge to us. Um, We don't have the same mindset, but actually we have a a Greek mindset as opposed to a Hebrew mindset. And a Greek mindset separates body and spirit. It kind of says these things, these things are spiritual, these things are kind of secular. They're kind of body, they're flesh. And creates a hierarchy of these two. There's a Hebrew mindset, which is actually where Paul was coming from, and there's a mindset it's helpful to understand for understanding Scripture, is that actually everything is spiritual. So when you're parenting, when you're at work, when you're reading, whatever, it's, it's all spiritual. When I'm administrating, when I'm organizing things, that is as spiritual as what I'm doing now. And there's a, a, a challenge, I feel, that we need to grasp because it breaks through some divides. So when you're in the workplace, that is as spiritual as if you're at the front here bringing a tongue and interpretation. Do you grasp that? Thank you, Carly. Thank you, Carly. Spears are going to get loads of cards from me this year. Yeah. But does that make sense? You know, this is... This is a, it, it feels like it's one of these releasing things because if you're a business person, for example, you can feel less spiritual because, well, actually your gifts are in making things work in the business world. And if you're not doing something in church, if you're not bringing tongues, interpretations, whatever, you can feel second class. But the reality is spiritual gifts, there's no kind of one's got a different level of the Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that empowers the gifts. And I really feel we need to get this. So what is the gift of administration? Well, firstly, it is a spiritual gift. And I just want to read a couple of job titles because that is quite good. And it's the one thing I left on the printer at home, so bear with me one minute because it's on my... So here's some job titles. These are real job titles that people have put on CVs and they're out there in the world. Beverage dissemination officer, also known as a bartender. This is an interesting one. A chick, a chick sexer, which is someone who determines the sex of chickens. <laughs> interesting job. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, it's an, impo- it's an important thing. They're just job titles I've never heard of before. Digital overlord, a website manager. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? A retail, a retail Jedi. A shop assistant. A wizard of light bulb moments. This is a marketing director. A chief chatter. A call center manager. And an animal colorist. This person dyes animals for movies and marketing campaigns. Don't don't love it. We have this thing in our culture where we, we kind of love trying to create more creative job titles, and I'm not against that to a point, but on the uh, role of administrator, I really feel we've actually 
actually done it a bit of an injustice because you suddenly read this passage and you talk administrating. And actually, one of the common titles in the workplace is administrator. And it's, it's kind of a slightly beefed up, sexier title for a secretary in some ways in a workplace. You know, so you might have been once upon a time as somebody's secretary, you're now their administrative assistant or administrator. And that's not, you know, I, I don't want to start digging holes, but for the purposes of this preach where we're talking administrator, and it is a word that is in the Bible, I ask you to kind of put those kind of things to one side because actually the job, what it is about is different from what you may experience in the workplace. So what is it? The Greek word here is kubinesis, which means to steer or rule or govern. It refers to a ship's master or a captain. So I thought, I know he's a pirate, but he's just kind of a fun picture, isn't it? Captain Jack Sparrow. It was better images than I could find of a ship's captain. Just Google ship's captain. There's some dire ones out there. I thought, I'm not going to put that up. And it's about guiding or directing towards a goal. So this isn't just a, well, the administrator, where they order the stationery or they do something. Now, some of these things do occur because it's about serving. But actually, there's a bigger, broader manager is often another better term for it, which is why my job title is church manager, partly because it helps to understand a bit more of the role because of using the term administrator does stir up some unhelpful associations or understandings. So if you ever come to me and I might feel slightly frustrated, it's because you're, I'm probably feeling like you're treating me as like the secretary as opposed to understanding my role. So it is about guiding towards a goal. So therefore, actually, you do need vision because it's about saying, okay, well, knowing where we're going and there's all these resources, there's this ship that is here and it's got to get there. How do you get there? It's about steering the team together, the boat, everything that's on there, knowing the things that you've got and making sure you get there safely, knowing there will be things you need to pass by, turn around, deal with issues along the way. It's about moving everyone together and everyone playing their part. So it's not about the captain doing it all, but it's about everyone playing their part and encouraging everyone to play their part, find their part, because that's how the boat moves forward. So how do you know if you have it? One, as with all the gifts, you can ask for it. And I I kind of think actually everyone needs to grasp a a level of administration because it's healthy for living, for life, making your life work. To know actually you're supposed to be over here and there's an element of practically working out some steps to go there. But there is also... something where you actually you would just excel. This is just who you are. So I, I did a course recently called Managing Kingdom Administration. It was brilliant. And on it, they asked some questions just to help you understand, do you have this kind of gift? And they say, are you broad in the outlook? Are you a jack of all trades? While everyone else, else around you is an expert in just one. You don't need to be an expert but you need to be able to understand and see the world through the lenses of others. So often administrators will be quite broad. They understand, the, like the captain, they'll understand the, the requirements for all these 
activities and skills to work together in the right mix. Um, won't be the expert on all of it. I won't be an expert on, on worship or on other aspects on how to run kids' groups or anything like that. But you know that actually you need the experts and you need to understand enough and you need to be able to see through their lenses. They're not single-focused. Maybe you think how, when someone's setting a vision, they're talking about, oh, this is where we're going. You're sat there thinking, well, how? Who? Why? Because you're there thinking, well, that's great. I know I can start to see that, but actually, how are we going to get there? Because they, they're important questions, maybe like running events and stuff like that. Um, or maybe you just often feel frustrated and often misunderstood, which is or undervalued, which is often... Um, someone that kind of has an administrative role. Who in the Bible was administrative, had this gift? Well, God is the first example. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He's, um, John Calvin actually refers to him as the great architect. He's the one that planned everything. He knew where it was going to be, and he knew the stages to work through. He knew you needed to create water before you created the fish. Because if you create fish before you create water, they're not going to live that long. And we're called to be like God. Moses, he was an administrative leader. He led the people of Israel, and he was known for how he structured and made everything work. Daniel, he was an administrator. He was one of, I think he was one of three administrators in Babylon. Solomon, he led and he organized. In fact, in 1 Kings 10, there was something of the way that he um, worked everything and structured everything and worked everything so that actually even when the Queen of Sheba, when she came, there was something about even the cupbearers and the servants that she was overwhelmed of and glorified God. You're there thinking, wouldn't that be amazing? It's just something about how well things are run and done. It's not excellence for the sake of it. There's just something about it that just brings glory to God. And Stephen in the New Testament he was the one, that, one of the guys that had been appointed because um, the, the apostles needed to be released and they didn't want to see the, the, the widows and being, not being cared for. Um, I love him because he's such a quality guy and, he, and he's, there, he's there and you read the story and he's suddenly seeing into heaven. You know, he's seeing an open heaven. I don't know many administrators that would actually kind of come from that, <laughs> come from that place and say, actually, I, I can just... You know, just seen to heaven. But often there are a number of administrations this is where it becomes unhelpful because they're actually quite ground-focused. They're making things work. And, but actually, there is a part where we need to be heaven-focused. And that's one of the key requirements that, um, that I want to look at because there's, there's the role. It's, it's essential, but what on earth do they do? What, what are some of the things that I've, I guess, learned over the years? And there's some principles I feel to grasp um, maybe even to be restored. And I think you know, it's for all of us in our day-to-day -day lives, some of these things. Faith is so example, is so key. that Actually, because once you've got faith, which is believing God, it allows you to handle mystery. Because in, 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 in the workplace, in life, there's mystery. When you're organizing stuff, it's like, actually, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know this is where we've got to go. And when you know that God's spoken, it allows you to, to traverse the mystery until it becomes clear. 
And here's one of my fun ones. Spontaneous versus planned. Or as I sometimes call it, the charismatic challenge. Um, because we need both. Okay? And they are both as... Here's a couple of quotes, both for each side. John Gilgus said, I am all in favor of spontaneity, providing it is carefully planned and ruthlessly controlled. And Harry Connick Jr., my life is spontaneous and things just kind of happen. There's the element of how God has shaped you, but the reality is, is we need both. I love the spontaneous prophetic that comes and helps to bring that extra steer and direction, but actually we need the, the godly planning that enables us to actually move forward and step into all the things that God has got. I don't know if you, if you probably, you know, if you go into one of these wonderful mature gardens like you get at Chatsworth and other places, you, you see something mature, you see something amazing. But actually, at one point, there would have been somebody that had a vision that would have said, okay, this is how it needs to be. And then there's the plan of, well, how do we make this happen? And it's the planting of things, planting of the plants, putting the trees in the right place and appropriate structures to maybe to support the trees as they're growing. They're not there forever. And then to see it over time grow and mature and all the things that need to do to make it work, getting rid of the weeds, until you get to the point and you step in and you think, this is an amazing garden. Isn't it beautiful? But if, probably, if you went there when it was first being done, you'd have thought, what a mess. It's like a building site. You go there and it's just an absolute mess. But you know, there is a vision. It is building towards something but there has to be clear process and plans to get there. So I want, I want to encourage you, if you're someone that plans, if you love knowing some of the steps, actually, this, it, that is godly. That is godly, because God did that in Genesis, right the way through, as he's creating the heavens and the earth. It has a structure. He knows what he's doing, and he knows the flow of how it needs to work. So I, I want to release you all. If that's how you wired Actually, that's part of the God. That's part of God's facet. It's, it's just part of who He is. He plans and He speaks and He's spontaneous. We need both, and we need to honour both. Is that right? If I, <laughs> I feel it, it is so important because otherwise, if you don't have the plan, you everything goes in the wrong order. Have you seen it? Grand designs. Jason, I like watching it, and, and you're there, and you've kind of got this plan, and then everyone's kind of. There's those ones where someone's got a plan, you can see it's all worked and it all happens nicely. Then they're kind of making it up as they go along. And you just see the chaos. It's like, actually, we want to move this wall from here. We want to move it four foot over this way. Forgetting, actually, this was a supporting wall. And actually, to do that means that actually they're going to go back by about six months and it's going to cost another 50 grand. There's that place of... Planning is, is godly and it's good and it helps to build something for purpose. Because it is about building. It's about structures. That, and it's about... So administ administration, it's about wanting to see appropriate structures that bring life and sustained life. Um, have, you, have you ever thought in Ezekiel 37 where you've got the value of dry bones... Actually, once upon a time, those bones, they were alive. And they were living. But something brought death. 
to them. And unfortunately, administration is one of those gifts where the wrong spirit can bring death. Bureaucracy is one of the, uh, the names. It's almost an ungodly spirit. And there's a guy, Paul, Man- Paul Manwaring, uh, said about bureaucracy that it's like setting up scaffolding around a house to paint in the place and instead painting the scaffolding to 25 years until the house finally falls down. And that's just right, isn't it? Everything done that's in the wrong spirit, you focus on the support structures, because that's the important thing, whereas actually the scaffolding was put there to help build the house. So in a church setting, actually structures and things like that, they're put there to facilitate the wine that God's pouring out. And it's got to be flexible, because actually different seasons need different structures to facilitate what God's doing. And that's the season that we're in at the moment. God's going to be doing different things, and we need to make sure that we are flexible in how we work and bring about that change. And in businesses, in organizations, it's exactly the same. It's so easy. An organization that starts really well, and they know what they're about, they they know the spirit of the organization, they focus on that, and they get to a point where it's, actually, we're just focused on painting the, the scaffolding. And you forget about what's the purpose of the business. And so you don't get life, you get bureaucracy, and everyone loses interest, and it dies. But you have this lovely painted scaffolding, and everyone focuses on keeping that going. There is a role for faith-filled administrators that that know it's about life, creating structures, flexible structures that bring life, and sustained life. There's um, Reinhard Bonnke, he's a well-known evangelist, he, with his campaigns, because they will see tens of thousands, thousands, tens of thousands, loads of people saved when they do their crusades. But he knows that in order to get breakthrough, isn't, well, it's not difficult, it's, it's not easy, but they can see breakthrough and see salvation. But they know that actually to see sustained life, which is the, the knock-on bit and the bit you, you really want, you, they need to spend as much on the follow-up as they do on the actual event. And you're thinking, this is an anointed evangelist, but actually he's got an amazing team of administrative people around him that know that it's not just about the moment, while that is important because it's salvation. Actually, there, there is, it's the follow-up. It's the how do people grow in God, get con- connected into communities, and that takes as much organization as it does to put the event on. So it's about flexible structures, and that's vital. And that's one thing I, I, I love. I, I'm always there thinking, okay, what are we about? Because what you do has to serve what you're about, not a structure just for the sake of it. And do you ever thought, do you like making mistakes? Do you like things when you try something and it goes wrong? I know, some people do, some people don't. I don't like mistakes, but I like to learn from them. And because actually, it's known that in God, nothing gets wasted. Absolutely nothing gets wasted. All your experiences, nothing gets wasted. And the Bible says he works all things for the good of those who love him. So to try something and for it to have gone wrong... That is disappointing. When my kids try something, they fall over, hurt themselves. That is disappointing. I don't like that. But actually, the role isn't to 
um, stop them doing those things. It's just to help them learn. And so actually, with administration, there's the administrative spirit that wants to make sure that everything's completely safe. Um, processes, checks, balances, so that actually nothing can ever, ever go wrong. Um, and then if something does, it's kind of like red alert, red alert, red alert. And we don't want things to go wrong. But actually, there's a learning process. Things do happen. When you try something new, so you know, we're doing these groups together. We're trying something new. There'll be things to learn from that. Mistakes will be made. Hopefully, you try and minimize those in advance. But things are never going to go perfect. But you learn. You tweak. You improve. And that's about being flexible. That's what an administrative... That's what the captain will do. They'll know, oh, if we're a bit too close to that rock, we'll make sure, we'll tweak and make sure that doesn't happen next time. It's about learning, but it's the confidence to know that actually, if something goes wrong, that is okay. That is okay. That's how God treats us. You make a mistake, that is okay, because he loves us. And he wants us to learn and to grow. And there's tension moments. It's a bit like the spontaneous versus planned. I don't make a big thing of it, but there's those moments, isn't there, where actually there's just tension for whatever, especially in change and transition. There's tension, and what do you do with tension? Do you, in, in fear, just explode and cross separation? Or do you, in faith, recognize actually where there's a tension, there's some energy, and that energy is in order for us to actually do something and push through for breakthrough. So are you feeling tension in various things at the moment? Because actually that, you have an eye of faith to say, actually, there is a tension. Whatever that is, look to God, because he's going to give you the energy through that tension to bring about the breakthrough that is needed. So don't pull back or rip apart, but actually use that tension. See it in faith. See that actually God's got a breakthrough, but you need to push into that not pull back. Because it is about, it is all about faith. Because without that, you have the wrong spirit. Completely wrong spirit. So my encouragement, is that clock right? Quicker than I thought it was going to be. I must have missed some stuff. Is because I really love to be, for us to be, actually pray for people in, in business in, because the gifts are for our day-to-day life. I want us to excel in the gifts. If you've got this gift, I want you to feel envisioned because there's something for us to bring into day-to-day life. You know, maybe in your, in your business, you suddenly realize, actually, we've lost. And I know everyone isn't necessarily in the influential places, but sometimes it's so easy for organizations just to lose the plot, forget what they're about, and get focused on maintaining the infrastructure, the painting of the, the scaffolding, as opposed to remembering what are we about, what's the vision, how are we going to get there, let's bring everybody together. Because it's about life and sustained life in this church and elsewhere, kingdom come. Wouldn't that be great? Which actually... actually to be in that place where in, in your workplace, we just see more and more of the kingdom of God coming in as, as we grow in confidence, knowing that actually we're coming as children of God. That's your identity. You're coming with actually God-given 
plans, revelation, faith, inspired life comes into your workplaces. Because we're all called to do that. We can all bring something. It's not just about, you know, my context is here. As, 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 the, as the role, as the church manager. And I, I kind of keep wanting to make sure, actually, bringing faith, where we're going, moving things forward. That's why administrators get a little bit frustrated when they've got no idea where on earth they're going. Because it's like trying to steer a ship and it's going all over the place. But we're called, we are called to respond to vision and to build things that last and bring life. Um, so I'd love it if, if anyone, when the, maybe the band come back or whatever Neil wants to, to do, I'd love to actually just pray for anyone that is in management, that is administrative, because I think there's just an impartation of, of faith that for life-sustaining structures that actually for you to have confidence again of just the gift that God's given you and that actually you're to, you're to bring something of the kingdom of God wherever you go. And that's to your, your work colleagues, your customers, people you haven't even met yet. So I'm going to pray and then Neil can... Actually, if, if you're a manager, or you run, either you run a business or you want to run a business or you feel slightly administrative or you just want to grow in administration, can you... That's kind of a bit of... I'm trying to do a catch-all. No. Can I encourage you to stand? I know you may hate to do that, but I think there's something really good. And if I can I encourage everyone around them, just put, put your hands on them, because actually these are tough positions, aren't they, when you're dealing with all the, the mess around, and just pray that they'll get faith, actually, for, for their gift, feel released to be themselves, and to uh, seek God, and to see life and sustain life coming to where they are. Yeah. Father, we, we just want to thank you for all these guys, Lord. We thank you for the gift of administration. It's the Holy Spirit-empowered gift. And we just, we just pray now, Holy Spirit, you just come and touch, fresh touch, Lord, on everyone who's stood up, Lord, and is responding, Lord. I pray that you'll give them faith, Lord, to just be themselves and to step into their gifts more and to believe that actually there is life and to sustain life to come into their businesses, their organizations, wherever it comes. All the, the tough decisions that maybe need to be made at times, that they'll have faith for that. Lord, they'll have faith to step out to believe you because you're an amazing, good father. You really are, and you have good plans and purposes. I pray there'll be something of, of heaven that gets displayed even this week, Lord, in conversations and meetings. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just want to say, as a prophetic, I mean, you know, you can you can class administration. This is just work. This is just doing the stuff doing business and so on, but there's a prophetic edge to it, because actually you are God's asset to where you work, to what you do. You're God's asset in that place, and you're there 
not only just to fulfill a function, do a job that you get paid for at the end of the week, all being well, or the end of the month. And, uh, but actually, it's more than that. Actually, you are there to be, enable, bring it in, kingdom principle, kingdom value, right into where you are, where there may be other things that are not kingdom, and to even have strength and courage to challenge things that you know are not right. And uh, not allow yourself to be put into positions where you're doing things that are not from God. Because I just feel God's encouragement to you is that you're God's asset in that place. And you are to see yourself as, I'm God's asset to this company, to this business, to this company, to where God's placed me, what God's given me to do. For those of you that actually own companies and run companies, I just feel God saying you're God's asset to the people you serve. And to the people who you uh, help and uh, you, you give to or whatever it might be that you do in your business. Because every business involves working with people in some way or other. It just does. That's what you're here for. And yeah, and actually, business would be great if it weren't for folk. But actually, <laughs> it would be easy. But actually, you're God's asset. And God wants, to see, wants you to see it in that way that I'm God's provision here. I'm God's asset to this situation, this company, this people who we're serving, and I can make a difference in their lives. I mean, Justin makes a huge difference to us. He really does. As elders, he serves as well. He makes a huge difference to many things happening in this church. And we, we know he's an asset to us. And without him, you know, this would be a disaster, I assure you. Things, we think things are done and they're not. But Justin knows they're done. We can, we can make decisions, we can communicate that, and we think it's happened. But actually, Justin's the one that goes away and makes it happen. And he's our asset. He's God's asset to us as a church. Not just us as elders, but actually to us as a church. He's God's asset to us. And uh, we just want to thank God for that. And actually, you know, you are where you are. And actually, we want to thank God for you as well, being able to do that. And be where you are and be that asset where you are.